You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 45 of Heart and Soul. It's just me and Kels today, and we're coming at you with a a quickie but a goodie. (laughs) Yes, we both have cray-cray days today, so we're going to make this one Swifty. Swifty, like our girl, Taylor. Yes. Um, Okay, let's start off with happies and crappies, and then we'll get into it. Sounds good. You want me to start first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Okay, my happy. Actually, I'll start with my crappy so that it ends on a high note. My crappy is, like we just said, we're super busy. I realized today, which um, I'm sure uh, you realize as well, that for the last month, I have worked seven-day weeks. So I really haven't had a day off in a while, and it hit me this morning. Like, usually I'm always tired in the mornings or whatever. I wake up at 5 a.m., no big deal. But, like, this morning I was like, if I have to lift my head, I will die. Mm. And then I had to lift my head and keep going. <laughs> so <laughs> that's I I'm it. Trust me. I'm counting, down the, I'm counting down the days till Thanksgiving because um, I'm taking, like, four days off, and I haven't done that in forever. So are you guys staying here? No, we're going to Colorado. Oh yeah. Nice. My whole sister lives there. And so we're going to go there for like five, four or five days. Nice. And his family is going to be there. And it's, it's snowing there right now. So it'll be such a fun little like cozy holiday. And I haven't gone on an airplane since 2019. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the last time. I think, yeah, June of 2019 was probably the last time I was on a plane. Mm-hmm. As well. Uh, okay. And then my happy is I got extensions. They look really good. I am going to get real basic right now. So I'm obsessed. I have never had thick hair. I've never yeah. had long, like really long hair either. Like it always stops at the growth that it was at and then never. And then at the end, it's always super thin. So it's like not fun to like live with. Right. Um, so this girl who did it, who's phenomenal, I trained her and she was like talking about how she, she's new to town. She would want to do a trade, you know, to kind of get her name out. And I was like, are you? So I was like, what kind of, um, hair extensions do you do? And she sent it to me. And this is why I'm geeking out right now. It is the, it's called invisible bead. And it's the type of extensions that like all the bachelor people get. And so I feel like I'm on the bachelor right now. That's why really like really natural. Like I would never be able to tell that that was actually extensions. I know it's weird. It like feels kind of funny on your head, but now it's like I'm two days in and I'm getting used to the feeling. Um, but the first day I was like, oh no. But um, I'm also trying not to wash my hair as much. I've only washed it once since I got yeah. it. So, anyways, so, that's my happy. Um, new look, new me, ready for 2021. You know, I love it. Love it. Love it. When I, um, when I got my hair done last, Megan didn't let me cut it. And now I'm really glad that I didn't because I actually really love it. And I went, we took our family pictures and stuff and it, it just like, she did such a good job and it came out so good. And I was like, I'm so glad you didn't let me cut my hair because it looks great now. Um, Uh, and you have thick hair. So like, you know how when we would do our photo shoots and like the wind would come and you would always look so cute in the wind, I would look like <laughs> a dead rat because my hair would like it when it's gone, it's literally gone in the wind. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, at least like I don't know. I don't know. It's nice to have thick hair. I love it. It looks great. That's hard. Um Sorry, our group text that we're both in like keeps coming through my IMAX. So if you hear that little ding, then that's so it it's gonna go the whole time. If, yeah, I have. I don't know how to not get it to. I don't put it on Do Not Disturb, and hopefully that'll do the trick. But yeah, I don't know. put the put the group on Do Not Disturb. Okay, let me do that really quick. Talking about a, our Friendsgiving situation, which how sounds gonna be lit. Uh, hide alerts, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll turn it back on later. 
Um, okay, so I'll start with crappies too. And again, like very overwhelmed. I have just so much going on. I, I do thrive off of the busyness, but when it comes to work stuff and like too much of it and pressure and like put that on top of Silas kind of being a little catnapper lately and not giving me more than like 30 minutes at a time, I've been just very maxed out on my <laughs> stress. Um, and I'm like done taking anything um, until probably the new year. And then I'm not taking any more weddings, which I've said here before. Um, and he's kind of, the baby's kind of going through a little like regression slash I think he's starting to teeth and he's also like developmentally maturing. And so um, we've been having a few rough nights. He had been sleeping very well. And then last night we were up every like hour and a half to two hours. And it felt like Ew. back like the newborn days. So it is what it is. And hopefully it's just one of those fluke nights, but it also is really frustrating when you like worked so hard to get a routine and it felt amazing that you're finally getting like five, six, seven hour stretches. And then that's like taken away in a day. So anyway, that was a little bit of a bummer, but I cannot imagine I'm such a butthole on no sleep and I don't even have a kid and I feel overwhelmed. So I can't imagine adding that to it. It's a lot. Um, and then what's my happy, I guess. Um, I should have thought of this. I thought I had one and now it's fleeting me. Um, I get to go to Charleston this weekend, so I'm pretty pumped about that, but it's kind of a happy and a crappy because it's my first time with an overnight away from Silas. So I'm looking forward to going to Charleston, but I'm not looking forward to not having my baby with me. So yeah, that'll, that'll be mine for now. <laughs> I can't really think of anything else. Charleston's the best. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to come at y'all today with just some quick, um, our three biggest tips towards or for entrepreneurship in general. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about this today and the whole topic of like our, the business side of things and the entrepreneurial side of things. We haven't really done any of this in a while. Uh -huh. um, yeah. We've had other entrepreneurial guests on, but I feel like you and I haven't spoken on it. And I think just this whole year with everything going on, it was just so much overwhelm and like, I don't think anyone really felt inspired to do no. the like work, like the self-help type of thing and like entrepreneurial type of thing. But on, on this side of things, on this side of COVID, even though it's, we're not really on the other side of it, but you know what I mean? Now that we're however many months in, looking back, I'm like, you know what, this probably uh, this probably sucked obviously for a lot of people like it did for us, but at the same time it brought a lot of different silver linings too. And I bet you a lot of different things blossomed entrepreneurially <laughs> as well because people yeah. realized maybe they lost their job or they had to shift what they were already doing into something a little new, or maybe they had more time to finally yeah. start a hustle that they had been putting off or whatever. Um, so I think it's almost, kind of ignited this new burst of um, creativity and, and kind of things growing out of what a really crappy situation, what yeah. was a really crappy situation. So um, I'm excited to finally like feel refreshed and, yeah. and talk on this again. And I think like everyone's just looking forward to the new year and with the new year comes new goals. So now's a good time to start thinking about what you're, next like goals are going to be entrepreneurially and, and, um, personally. Yeah, absolutely. So we each are going to kind of share like three of our tips that we've learned through however many years that we've both been in business. And I mean, you guys have really been along for the whole ride. Um, and we've definitely learned some things the hard way mm -hmm. to share with you what those top things were. We could just kind of go back and forth. Perfect one-on-one -on -one. um my first thing would be and this is like in no particular order this is just a couple different things that came to mind that were like more front of mind recently is 
when it comes to Instagram and you're posting stories, definitely caption your stories by writing out at least like a brief synopsis of what you're saying. Because if you think about it, how many of you raise your hand if 99% of the time you're flipping through people's stories with the sound off? Because that's definitely me, especially when I'm in public. Um, and I, I, probably, I probably only turn the sound on like when I'm alone in my room. Like even exactly. when, even when Michael's in the room, it's just me and him. Like I don't even put the sound Same. on. Yeah, because I don't want to be like annoying to anybody else in the room. Um, but that's like, what's the point of even spending your time and your words speaking on something that people really aren't going to listen to. Maybe like your good friends are going to turn it on and see what you have to say. But other than those like five people, you're going to miss a whole lot and you can reach much greater audience, get much better engagement. If you at least let people know, Hey, this is what I'm talking about. Even if it's just like, here I am talking about um, the upcoming sale I have going on or something new that I'm working on or whatever it might be. And then people might be a little more interested to turn their sound on and yeah, give it a say, say something like turn your sound on. If you want to hear about my half off deal for Christmas. Right. Right. Or like I try to do most of the time is I'll kind of um, summarize in the best, in the shortest way that I can, what I'm talking about. So that if anything, people at least get the point across um, and I found that when I do that versus when I don't, I get way more replies from people like actually engaging with the conversation than if I were to just post like a blank, um, video with me talking on it. So don't waste your voice and your words. Like if you want people to hear what you have to say, write it out. Trust me. That's a good one. You sent, Chelsea sent me her three things earlier. And so, and they're very like, um, tangible things that you can do. So I tried to make mine less tangible and more like idea based. So yeah. hopefully they're a good balance for y'all, but we'll see. Um, Chelsea doesn't know mine though. <laughs> I don't. So my first one is kind of a two parter, but it has to do with time. Um, the first part is to be patient, like whatever dream you have in your mind of, um, like an end goal. So for me in the beginning, it was, I wanted to be a massive studio with multiple locations and be, I wanted to like speak. I don't know if I still want to do this, but I wanted to speak at like conferences and like have this brand of shameless living across the nation. Well, obviously that's not going to happen overnight. And a lot of times I think we put so much um, weight on the like end goal that we forget and we get really discouraged during the like baby steps that it takes to get there. So be patient with yourself because where you're at right now in the beginning, especially is where you need to be in order to get to the next step, which gets you to the next step, which hopefully eventually gets you to your end goal. Um, but it's, it doesn't happen overnight. Like here I am almost on year five and I'm not where I thought I would be on year five, but I'm still loving it. So you have to like be present and be patient. And then the second part of that that has to do with time is to honor your time. So I know Chelsea, I'm like really convicted now after writing this down, but like we're both really overwhelmed right now because the hard, the greatest and the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur is you get to create your own schedule. But the hardest thing is because it's yours, you don't have many boundaries. So like you, you'll find yourself answering emails late at night or responding to texts, um, uh, from clients really late at night. And like, I'm such a yes person that I have found, I've gotten myself into holes by like doing things so fast for people that I end up getting really overwhelmed, feeling stressed, feeling like I'm falling short because I can't please everyone at once. And so anyways, all that to say is create some sort of schedule for yourself that honors your time. So you can kind of put into pockets of like, this is work time and then this is home time or this is family time or and don't feel guilty about taking time off um just because it's yours and it's new doesn't mean you have to work 24 7 like if right. you put yourself out in the beginning then you're you're gonna fail you're gonna burn out so yeah yeah that's really good and kind of going in line with that too 
Um, yes, there, there definitely is a stage at the beginning where you're going to have to hustle a little bit more than you yeah. might like to, especially if you're still kind of balancing a different job yeah, for sure. in the midst of it. Um, however, it is really important. And regardless of where you're at in your business, like downtime is necessary in order to be a better entrepreneur. I was listening to another podcast recently that made this point too. Like, I think photographers are really guilty of this, especially like if there's a, a lot of people or photographers, if they have a date open on their calendar, they just let people book it regardless of what they have the day before, regardless if they're going to have three weddings that weekend, regardless of if they're going to be traveling from one place to the other, like, and that gets really overwhelming and to be way too much. So I've had to learn how to set very clear boundaries. Like, okay, just because I might have Monday available in a week that I have four other sessions, I have those four other sessions that I need to work on and get a babysitter for now and like yeah. schedule my entire week around. So just because I have that Monday off, I need to use that Monday to get all my editing done and literally anything else <laughs> during that week. Or maybe I need to just take that day to fully rest and not work at all. So just because you have the space and the time doesn't necessarily mean it has to be filled to the brim. Yeah. So. This is something that I'm like, really I struggle with. So I'm kind of preaching to myself right now too. Like I do the same thing with training. I'm like, Oh, I do have, like I did with you today. I was like, I have one to one thirty, and then I can hop on one forty-five. you know, like I don't give myself enough like time in between to like rest. Um, but I did finally for the first time last week, someone asked me if they could book a 4 PM on Friday. And I said, I don't book after 2 PM on Fridays. And it was so liberating and they weren't mad. They were just like, okay, well, when else can we do it? Exactly. You think people are going to be so upset with you and you're like, actually, no. Like when I, when I value my time, they're going to value my time too. Cause it's like, not only are they going to just respect that as for you as an individual, but your time is valuable. So if they know like, Oh, Catherine only has X amount of slots per week. Like I better get on because I know that's really limited. For sure. So, um, that was really good. I'm trying not to get on too many tangents because I know we're trying to make this. Now we're, so pa- we're both so passionate. We're like, and? <laughs> <laughs> and also this. Um, so my second thing is kind of more conceptual as well is to use automation and set up systems wherever possible. Um, I know you don't use it anymore, but I use HoneyBook and there's lots of different like client, really, client relation management software systems and websites and things like that out there um, that you can utilize to schedule things, keep things organized, um, set up like email templates. Even if you're just using like Google Docs and like Calendly and Google Calendar invites and stuff like that, anything that you can put into place that's going to make your life easier, um, definitely do. Because if you're one of those people who every time you get an email, you're writing out like an individualized original response for everyone or every time someone asks you to schedule something you're gonna say oh let me get back to you I'll look at my calendar and then you're sending them all these dates that you have available like that is exhausting and you're sucking up so much valuable time by doing these like busy work type of tasks that can easily be put into a automated system and do all that work for you. And it doesn't make you any less sincere of a person either for having. Yeah. Thank you. Smart. Yeah. So for example, I use like Calendly and I'll go in at the beginning of the month and I'll set my availability. And when people want to book a session for a specific, you know, type maternity engagement, whatever, I'll send them the link to that. And then they can click on whichever date and time I have open schedule themselves. It's going to send them an automatic email reminder, text reminder if they want it. Everything's in there. And then it's in both of our calendars and it's literally hands off. I don't have to do anything. And that is huge. Yeah. Um, so set up systems, automate as much as you can. You can still add in a little personal touch and flair here and there where if you feel the need to, but it's going to make your life a heck of a lot easier. And it's going to make you look more professionally legit as well yeah so. I like, don't have anything to add to that that was perfect do that <laughs> put all the work on in, uh, in at the beginning so that you can save time in the end yes it is a little bit of work to set all those things into place but once it's done it's done and you'll yeah. really be saving 
hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Um, my next one is, um, buzzword to be authentic. I talk about this a lot in, um, when Chelsea does the prosper workshop and I'll come and talk on marketing, but, um, we talk a lot about Instagram and to, and how, what it looks like to be authentic on Instagram and to, to present something that no one else can present because you are the only person who is you. Um, and that goes for not just Instagram, but for your business as a whole. I had a hard time in the beginning with soul because I thought I needed to make soul. I, I know what I wanted soul to be, which was so against the status quo of what exercise and fitness facilities are. And yet you, you find yourself wanting to like bend to what other people do because it might be, um, uh, more marketable where, uh, how do I word this? Where me sticking to my guns and, and sticking true to this, like, anti-diet, anti-weight um, loss type of fitness, it ended up paying off for me in the end because I stayed true to, to, to my mission and that's what separated me from the rest. So it's easy to fall into what everyone else is doing because you can kind of see someone's model, copy it, and then do it for your personal, personal clients. But what sets you apart is what's going to give you that extra pull for people to go to you instead of someone else and for the right people to go to you. Um, like I have the perfect clients for me who like actually value what I stand for. And so when I, when I bring up these conversations about body image, it's not weird for them. Like they know what they're signing up. So all that to say is you are the only you. And so invest in what makes you different and, and step into that. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. And I feel like it was especially hard for you in the fitness industry because it, it is what it is. And yes, a before and after weight loss picture might catch somebody's eye more than the shameless living slogan, let's say. But like you said, that is the very thing that, that made soul soul and, and into what it is today. And no one can take that from you now. It's right, yours. right. Totally. Yeah. Um. My third and final tip is, you know, a little, a little biased, but it would be to hire a professional photographer, at least get professional imagery for your social media and for your website and any marketing that you're going to be doing. If you think about it, when you're scrolling, you're way more likely to tap on a professionally edited image than you are just like someone's random cell phone picture. It's going to catch their eye doesn't matter what kind of caption you write. I'm sorry. Like you got to at least grab someone's attention first with the photo and then you can like really, what's the word, reel them in with your, with your captions. Um, it does seem like it's going to be a big investment up front, maybe, especially just starting out. But I promise that is your marketing and that's going to be so, so worth it in the end. And most of the time, like I know for me, when I work with branding clients, I'll kind of strategize with them on an aesthetic, what they're going to be using the images for. And then we work together to get the most like longevity out of their shoots so that they can still be using those images for months or maybe even throughout the year. Um, and they always have something pretty and eye catching to share. So, and especially for your website, like do not, do not, do not put iPhone. Yeah. Photos. I don't care how good the new iPhone camera is. Yeah on your website. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, okay. My final one is to play to your strengths, which kind of goes along with what I said last time, but essentially there are going to be things that really like, um, get you going in a good way, like things about your business that you love to do. And this is more, more so after you've created some sort of foundation to where you can, have people step in and do other roles for you. But for, for instance, for me, I don't mind doing the back end stuff. I actually really enjoy it. It's like something that can separate me from coaching, but being that I coach so many hours a week, I just hired another coach, even though I love coaching to have her take away some of that from me so that I can do that. The, the back end is like a way for me to play to my strengths. So it's something that I not only am good at, but I really like to do. And so I can step into that role by freeing myself up from other things. Granted, take this with a grain of salt because some of you are fresh 
to entrepreneur and you're in that grind hustle phase where you have to do everything. But eventually, like as you're going through this beginning phase, especially start figuring out what you love and what you don't love. And then one day when you're able to pay for it, essentially have other people step into that role because you're going to want someone to play to their strengths as well, especially where you lack. Um, so surround yourself with people that are good at things that you don't like to do. Basically, That's really good. And even still like, yeah, at first you do kind of have to wear all the hats at the beginning, but you can still make some investments up front that might save you a lot of money in the long run. Like if, if you don't know, let's say how to do your taxes, right? Like maybe just hire an accountant to sit down with for a day and at least get you set up right so that you don't like mess everything up and owe all these taxes at the end of the year or something like that. Um, Definitely invest in the things that really matter. And I know that that word invest might like freak people out a little bit. Cause I, I'm definitely one of those people. I've always been super tight with money and like a huge saver. Um, so spending like bigger chunks of change on things for my business was really hard for me in the beginning, but it really is so liberating to, even though it is, it might feel like a lot of money. It really does pay off. It is an investment. Like think separate the word investment from just like expense. Yeah. So like, it's going to come back to your business because, because it has an ROI on it, you know? Right. Exactly. It's going to come back and then multiply as well. Yeah. And so. it saves you time. So I would say spending, money. <laughs> spending a few dollars for some sanity and time is worth it. <laughs> yeah. And if it takes a year or let, I don't know, however long it takes you to burn out, to realize that then so be it but trust us when we say when you reach that burnout there's gonna be nothing like you're not even gonna care what it costs to get some help you're gonna pay it you're gonna value your time more than you ever have in your life so for sure well something that we're both like super passionate about so this was fun to do um, I feel good about that like it felt good to finally chat about these types of things and like want to chat about these things. I felt yeah. like for a while I was so just like, uh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't want to. Yeah. We were both like, like just burned out for a little yeah. bit. I think everyone has been with this year, but I think the best thing we can do is just like reset our mindset and step into the next year with like a, a freshness that we kind of lost from 2020. Yeah. So we love you listeners and we will be back next week with a very special guest. So tune in next week. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Whoa!